0: You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your
1: hosts, Bill and Travis. Christmas break was awesome. And good, and good. we're still just kind of talking about it, you know, a little bit on. on it's good here. to see you, dude. It's, it's been like a month, man. It's been a month. I know. It's, it's been a while. You know, we've had some great podcasts. Up back in the saddle again.
0: <laughs> that's my. I don't know if banjo. country music is ever. Oh, there. Okay, the banjo.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's my banjo interpretation. <laughs> Could you can we hear the banjo
0: again? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it was pretty good. <laughs> that was fantastic. Excellent. I gave I'm it inspired. a nine out of ten. <laughs>
0: On the banjo scale, on the banjo scale, that's excellent. excellent. I give it a
1: on, a, on the banjo scale. I give it a. <laughs> I even did it like where I'm speaking into a mic and I'm playing a fake air banjo. Not even air guitar. That's where I'm at in my life. That's how uncool I am. I'm and playing air banjo.
0: So how did Christmas go for you? And and how did the family time and and it was and you know being was hunkered good. down and everything. We
1: we got to stop. We you know fought some flu and stuff like that. Ugh. But you know that, and then there was like a, there was like an extra day, so like school started on the Tuesday instead of the Monday. Correct. Teachers it,
0: were back on Monday, but kids got back on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and so you know, and I'm one of those dads who's, uh, well, I'm I'm a cool dad, so I let them stay <laughs> up to, like three in the morning, and uh, <laughs> eat sugar and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, my goal is if they gain 38 pounds on the va- on, on the vacation, right. they'd be fine. That's no, good. That's good. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible father, <laughs> parenting. <laughs> if they brush their teeth once, you know, kind of thing. Right, right. But anyway, so so that last day is actually Sunday in the i'm like okay guys we need help around here you got to clean up like look look at the
0: house it's become a pigsty yeah. like our house absolutely just it, it's amazing how quickly it dissolves into chaos you know it's just like Immediate. dishes upstairs and we never allow oh.
1: dishes upstairs uh, and they're wh- like wh- how did the shoe end up on the roof how exactly. did that even happen what exactly you know like there was one flip-flop in the same spot like on <laughs> a on like a counter yes. kind of thing yes. for like a week and i didn't touch it and no. i was like Someone's gonna need that eventually. <laughs> Didn't need it apparently. So, so Or they come down and they put
0: their hand on it and then they ask Mom, Mom, where's my
1: flip flop? Yeah, exactly. like, I can't find it. You I can't find it. Just look for it, kid. Just oh. look for it. Oh, it's so bad. So the so the, that Sunday I was like, Okay guys, well, my wife prompted this. She's like, she's like, I'm gonna snap. We need to get this thing done. So right. uh, she's like, We gotta get this house clean. So like, okay, guys, can you clean up? And so uh, Gabe does the dog poop. that's one of his one of his things outside he has to clean clean the poop up because because I pay the mortgage, you <laughs> clean the dog poop. That's kind of the agreement I have with you. amidst many other things he does help out but we had created a culture over two weeks of get up, sit on the couch, Open your computer. Yes. Play game. Game with your friends. Till Minecraft the, till the early this.
0: Minecraft that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Go yeah. back
1: to sleep at three and sleep until one or two is beautiful. I was like, I want your life right now, kid. You know what I'm saying? But my problem is, I wake up at 6:45 any days because my bladder is so full that it's at the best day. That I can sleep in. That is sleeping in. I am an old man, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, and when you get out of bed, you're like, oh Oh, yeah, there's cracks and pops, and I actually have a pillow that I step onto (laughs) now because I'm so old that I'm like, my feet are like, I hate my life.
0: So so, you have a pillow for your feet. You know, you've uh, arrived. You have arrived.
1: Well, it's on my. It's funny. I I lay in it, and then when I'm about to go to bed, I put it on the floor, knowing that I'm going to step on it in the morning, and I'm like, that is so disgusting. It is a beautiful thing. I'm a gross. When when you
0: wake up with like athlete's foot on your face. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you're all like pussy, and it's just like oozing, and Sarah's so like, "What is that? Is this athletes? She so hears this worry spray in it. the background. It's it, It's like tenactin <laughs> That
1: I'm like, and I'm screaming. Ah!
0: So, anyways, but I got myself a foot pillow that I use exactly at night to sleep like th- on. Exactly, it's, it's
1: a beautiful thing. So, so <laughs> moving on from that. So, so we're trying to get the kids motivated back into like a normal routine uh-huh. for this next semester. Yep. And I was like, I need you guys to help clean up. Like literally. 90% of this is you guys leaving cra- like there is still a bag of chips there that I've asked you to pick up for 3 days pick right. it up you know right. and it's an empty bag and and they look at me like my daughter and my son just kind of give that like uh, and I'm like, like I've just told them that I, I need them like to rewrite the dictionary, right? And uh, f- so finally, they begrudgingly get up. But it was like such a fight; it was such a battle. To you get know it what th- someone needs to
0: do? Yeah. You know how they they've taken that twelve days of Christmas and changed it into like five thousand things, like the twelve yeah, 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 dogs yeah, yeah. of Christmas. parking yeah. Their yeah, yeah, yeah. Room? They need to have a twelve. Uh, of Christmases for kids. Twelve groans of Christmas. Right, right, right. Just pick up
1: your room. It's, uh,
0: on the second day of Christmas, <laughs>
1: my parents yelled at me. Like, one of the arguments was trying to get them to actually pick up their things that they got for Christmas and put it upstairs in their room. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna ask you to get the stuff that we paid for that you <laughs> that you wanted to go upstairs to your room. Can you do that for me? It's uh, the worst thing ever. And so, uh, so amidst the fight, finally got him going. And it's but it's it always it it cracks me up the exhaustion that it takes to get oh, kids to do their choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get so exhausted. And so,
0: isn't there some rule of thermodynamics? Like an object in motion tends to stay in motion, yes. an object at rest. And I think we see that in our kids. Like, like if they get a day or two of not having to do something, oh, yeah. they become literally the, the weight of the moon to try and get them moving in any kind of direction. And as soon as they start moving, it's just like, ugh. And it's, yeah. it's like, I'm not the bad guy here. Correct. Like, like why are you hating me? I know. Like, I need you to move. Can you just take your plate? From the
1: dining room table to the dishwasher. Yeah, that's it's all, all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking for you. Yeah. It, it takes... Yeah. And so. then, they've, then, then they've, they've grown up. But I, I remember you shared uh, an article with me on Twitter I loved, and it was this, this school in New York City, right? Can yep. you share a little bit about that?
0: So, uh, the article uh, kind of... The school in downtown New York, which is uber urban setting Um, they've developed a uh, a program and about 500 kids are in the program and they have to do gardening they have to do livestock Um, things like sheep and goats and and rabbits. And um, part of the the goal is that they have to roll in early before school starts to take care of the chores to do the gardening or to do the animals. And they just talked about the benefit that they're seeing in these kids with the responsibility and the sacrifice to fulfill that responsibility. And while there's always this initial like, ugh, kids are actually like we respond well when we have a task at hand, and when that task at hand actually is something bigger than ourselves, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like we're wired for that, but we have this lethargic, lazy, sinful nature that's just like oh, it's just better sit underneath the
1: tree and eat the apple and do nothing and do you nothing. know even in, even in the article I remember reading that uh, it was cool that that he made this that he made the statement that these kids are beginning to get a, a more of a value of self-worth. You know, mm-hmm. before before 8.30 in the morning, it says that they've already mucked the stalls, that they've cleaned out things, that they've milked the cows, and they realize that milk doesn't come from the grocery <laughs> store. It actually comes <laughs> right. from a cow. Right, right. And so they're learning all these things, but they're also, I'm seeing this sense of value. You know, we, we do live in a society that, that has... Uh, a, a great need for uh, for 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 trade for tradesmen yep. to come back up. In fact, they're paying a lot more because they just need people to show up. Because we have an entire society that's forgotten the value of work. Right now, I don't want to sound like the old codger, but you know, back in my day,
0: <laughs> back in my day, when I had one pillow
1: for my feet, <sighs> exactly, when I had one pillow. <laughs> <laughs> now Thank I you got know. a
0: pillow for both feet. No kids are on my lawn. Get <laughs> off my lawn, kids. Exactly. It's
1: like we become these old codgers. But this idea of of empowering these kids to see value because it's true that work, work was actually one of the first things that God did before before sin the even fall. happened you know in, in Genesis 2.15 it says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it so work is not a, an act is not a response to a, to a sinful society it's actually a benefit, benefit to a healthy theocracy right well big big word theocracy Ooh. being God ruled society right and so this is before sin even happened that God said okay he, here you are Adam here is woman, you're welcome, and <laughs> you guys go go work the garden together. Right, you know go 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 and till this, go and make things because God sees the value in us working hard. Responsibility is important.
0: Yes. So let me ask you, when you were growing up, what were the what were some of the chores that you, um, looking back with fondness, had the opportunity to do and you just ran after them every day that
1: you could you're like
0: this is so fun mom nintendo Thank you.
1: nintendo was my favorite no um i had to pick up the sticks outside for whoa, 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 for th- wait pick up, sticks. Pick up sticks. so so when you would mow the yard um we had, we had a huge huge oak tree outside so yeah. not just like little sticks like not like little tiny branches, but like the branches that yeah. as you're mowing,
0: don't you just mulch those in? Like I just, n- no, I just because power always, over them with the old mower. It blah, blah, blah.
1: The, well, I do now, <laughs> almost out of spite because I'm not going to make my kid do that. But um, but but here and I that's am. That's the problem. We'll,
0: we'll sort of go back to that. That's the problem. But anyways, keep going. Yes,
1: and so and so now so so because it would dull the blade. Right. Um, it saved the blade for at least the whole season to get sharpened. So I'd go out there, I'd pick up sticks. Um, I would have to, you know, we had this thing in, in New York that would fall during the during the, uh, the wintertime, and it would accumulate, uh, called snow. Um, it wasn't the little, little dust thing on top of the roof, <laughs> but we have to go out there and shovel. i oh, had have to yeah. shovel the oh, driveway. Yeah. And the worst thing was when that plow came by. You know, he was, he was loving it. When he would, like, plow you in, and it <laughs> yes. was, like, muck, and, like, yes. and, like oh, it was tear And slushy. it would be right
0: at the end of the driveway, yes. and you'd be like, so <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you're just so frustrated. But doing that, you know, trash, dishes, things oh, yeah. like that, we oh, kind of yeah. helped out. Now, did you have to mow the lawn, too? Well, eventually I did when I when I get older. But I'm thinking when I was a kid, when oh. I was a young kid, there were there were tangibles that, that, that I was supposed to do, um, you know. And then then eventually, yeah, I would mow the yard and things like that. And my father ended up getting a, a riding mower, so my brother somehow managed to get that thing <laughs> mowed more. I don't know <laughs> that's if that's a privilege that. at that point if it you can do a privilege. riding mower. Because that's like,
0: you're driving in freedom. And what was the movie, Can't Buy Me Love? Yes. Wasn't that the... the that where he the, did. The, and he had that mowing business. And yes, it was he like, did. And then they rode off into the sunset. They did. That was like my dream growing up. I'm like, if I can get a girl to sit on the back of the mower and just...
1: Put that cowboy hat on and, and ride right yep, off in the and sunset? Think
0: my tractor sexy. I'm all in. And you're the... the and I hope you're, you're... Does your wife think your tractor's
1: sexy? Um
0: yes awesome
1: <laughs> i feel like i'm more like a double wide right now more than i am a tractor anymore but we're working through that we're working through that hopefully by the time this comes out i'm a little thinner i'm a little wiser you know
0: no but uh, but i agree with you like um looking back i i had to mow the lawn and I'll, I'll never forget man some of the biggest fights my dad and i would ever get into is he would say hey you need to mow the lawn today and i would put it off all day and i i realized now he knew i'd put it off he'd roll in and it'd be six o'clock at night. Yeah. We're getting dinner ready. Lawn is still not mowed. And in fact, it hasn't been mowed. It was supposed to be mowed three days ago. And up north, you have to mow your lawn twice a week. Otherwise, it gets completely Because it actually
1: rains consistently. There. Right.
0: And, uh, and then it would be like sunset, right? And he goes, you are going to mow the lawn today? I was like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. He goes, no, you won't. And I remember there were times I was out mowing the lawn after the sun had set with a flashlight right so then one time yeah it was uh it was um, august september time and i'm mowing the lawn he's at work and uh this green bay packer fans that's what we are so i mow in the middle of the lawn so i i mow the lawn and then i drop the deck down one spot and i mow a big g in the front of the lawn thinking that my dad would be so happy with this i was grounded for a week and a half really (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah he was not pleased because because he was like that looks horrible we want a nice lawn, not an obnoxiously <laughs> gross lawn. And that G stands for gross, not Green Bay. No, that's I'm like, funny.
1: But it's amazing! Right. But,
0: well, it, but, but then, you know, I, I, and I talked to friends, and, you know, they're successful people right now. And so what do they do? They, they, they have the money, the discretionary income. So they hire a guy at $35 a week or $40 a week or, you yeah. know, 120 bucks a month. And they hire a guy to mow the lawn now. And so they, yeah. they don't even own a mower. Because they don't want to mow the lawn, and they're forgetting the great opportunity to have their kids learn that discipline of mowing the lawn. I'll never forget when I had to teach Jake how to mow the lawn, Yeah, which was great because it was the most frustrating few weeks of my life. And then finally after the third time of yelling at him to try and follow the line, I'm like, you know what, dude? You're mowing the lawn. You're going to figure it out. And it took two more times and he figured it out. And now he's trying to teach his other friends how to mow a lawn and they have no clue what to do. And it's fun to see the frustration on him trying to teach them what he had to learn himself. It, it, it's fantastic. But the, the, the idea or the, the, the focus of this talk, I guess, is we have got to instill into our kids through chores, yeah. not just work ethic, but pride. Yeah, You know, and, yeah. And, and that idea of like a job well done and a job that you have to work for and sweat at is a job worth doing. Yeah. And so get
1: after it, you know. yeah. I mean, you know, Ecclesiastes nine ten says, whatever you do, whatever your hands finds to do, do it with all your might for in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. And so you, so you see this idea of like do this all, you know, uh, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, 31 work, work, uh, you know, do all things for the for the glory of God. Now, here's the thing. We cannot. We cannot just cast these verses on our kids and go. Well, no, the Bible says it, but it's. But it. it it's going to be a fight. I guess that's it. So here I am. You know, I. I battle this in my own house, and we have these conversations, and uh, and, and and I've got I've got two good kids. I would define them as good good kids. They're but good then, kids. But then as you as you battle with their with with them looking at, at entertainment at the at, at at the click of a of a button. Right. They can watch whatever they want. They can sit there. They can just their mind just melts away as they're staring at these screens. And then you say, Hey, can you do the exact opposite for me? There's gonna be a fight. So parents, it's worth the fight. The more that I've heard this from other guys who said, Bill, this is what you need to instill this idea onto your children because it's worth it's worth the tension that you're going to have right now for your for your 14 year old for your for your 11 year old to get up and do something to learn something. So, so what do you think keeps parents from having their kids engage in that
0: kind of discipline of chores? What what are the hurdles that parents will engage in uh, that keep them from doing that? I think for consistency
1: in long term. For me, it's the battle. For me, it's the it's the. Uh, mean I've got to fight with my kid? Like they are peaceful right now, but the problem is they're not really peaceful. Mm. They are they are at bay. Lethargic. Yes. And so they're not fighting me because I'm not challenging them. And our kids need to be challenged. Our kids yeah. need, need to walk forward and see something, see, see that it's worth more. So weird, as we're thinking about this, it isn't just dishes. It's a character trait. It's a mindset right. of changing the philosophy of what they think, that they are an active member of this family, i.e. they're an active member of society. And this is where it starts. It starts in the home. So, so it's, it's getting through that battle because it's always going to be a battle parents teenagers you understand what i'm saying like this this constant fight of of they're always going to push you because they are challenging who they are as an individual right they want to be their own person so they want to make their own decisions but this is where we get to press into that and show them the value of that so it's worth the quote-unquote fight hopefully it's not turning into a yelling match but it's this idea of knowing that that the battle is is not just here it's in it's in 15 years when they're married and they're not an active part of their own family. Right. Because we haven't shown them that. Right. It reminds me of like the military.
0: And, you know, one of the things that you do in boot camp, and I'm speculating here, I was never in the military. Um, and I've, anyways, we'll talk about that some other day. Um, but, like, you know, they're passionate about making your bed right. They're passionate about having your boots shine just right, yeah. wearing your uniform just right, doing mm-hmm. everything just right. Now, does it matter if your bed is made when you're in battle? No, not at all. But the goal is we're teaching you how to how to mind the small things. What you think are insignificant things, because they understand that it is the small things and the insignificant things in the midst of battle that will make the whole difference. It's the discipline of doing what needs to get done, even at the sacrifice or the cost of self, that ultimately is what they're instilling in the heart of that um, enlisted man when he's making his bunk at 2.30 in the morning to do PT at, you know,
1: 2.45. You know, I I remember my old pastor used to talk, uh, my pastor in Midland, Texas, uh, he used to talk about how when he was going through seminary, that in the very beginning, and I'm maybe saying this a little bit off, but the the, the base is the same. That in the very beginning, his teacher said, "Hey, um, you know, I need you, I need help tonight to clean out this closet." And there, there's no credit for it. There's nothing like that about it. But but he had asked he had asked this guy to you know they, they, he had asked the whole class, and it was this guy, my old pastor, and one other person that went and cleaned out this closet. They got no reward for it, and at that but it showed the value of work ethic. Now fast forward to 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 today and a few weeks ago he just got sworn in as the mayor of the city. So so there's dun, so dun, 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 Exactly. Dun, dun, so there's dun, some dun, kind dun, dun,
0: of dun, dun, dun. there's
1: some kind of correlation to I'm not saying if you make your bed you're going to be the mayor of the city, but what I'm saying is there, there there's a correlation to work is good, work is <laughs> Right. hard work is worth it. Right. And even if it doesn't get acknowledged, it's still valuable because it's a biblical mandate to work hard to do things honorably and we're showing our kids Doing this honorably starts with doing it. Right. So you start getting the ball rolling by just getting it started.
0: So I think part of the challenge that we as parents have is that we we were the providers for the majority of these kids growing up, right? We provided the food. We provided the meals. We provided the shelter and everything else. And now what we need to do is slow down and invite them to join us in pro- providing yeah. and then ultimately give them the responsibility of providing on whatever that is. So yes. one of the things that we did this uh, Christmas break, just literally on a whim, like my wife and I were talking about it, we we're like, oh, we're going to do it. We, we had every kid tell us what meal they're going to cook for us as a family. They had to come up with the, um, the menu, and then they had to cook it, right? And we That's said, awesome. we're available to help, but we're not going to cook this meal. They, first off, they loved it. They thought it was the best thing since sliced bread because one kid called tacos and the other three kids were pissed that they didn't call tacos first. And then someone's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to do mac and cheese, but not the gross mac and cheese. I'm going to do ex- excellent mac, you know. And so they're trying to one up each other. But then they and had they And are like, OK, bring it. It's good food. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, put some brisket in that. Let's go. But then they had a chance to bring it forward and share it with the, the, the family. And what was amazing is. Um, whether it was good or bad, the other kids at the table were like, "Man, thank you so much!" Like there was an appreciation of them cooking that meal, one of their siblings cooking that meal and sharing it with the group, yeah. and, and the joy that that sibling had of like, "Oh, they liked it." It it changed the dynamics of that entire family for that week that we did it. Now, yeah. have we done it since? No,
1: because we fail. No, but 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 you move on, but you but there's still a bite of that, and there, there's a memory that's been made. That they know, I can do this. Right, right. See, that's the other thing with these, It, it is we're validating who they are, that they have an active role to play right now. It's not in the future. It's not sometime when they're a dad or they're they're a mom or they're on their own. It's right now you have a valid part of this family because that that's what God wants. And so in the midst of doing the work, so let's say, for example, we want our kids to... To you know, so do the dishes. Let's just start there with simple. Do the dishes. i need to wash the dishes. There's probably going to be some dishes that still have dried on food in them. Things like that. So we we have two options. We can acknowledge all the mistakes that they made, or we can begin to say, guys. Ninety percent of this was all like, you did great. These are clean. Hey, hey, let me show you a couple things. But we need to validate the work in which they're doing, right? Because that will help the next time around. Because I've never met a kid that says, you know what? I really hate when my parents say that I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, if, so even in the midst of the battle, you can soften the blow of this this overall work. So I'm trying to work. I want I want my kids to get a good to get a good work ethic. But then we go in and we go, you guys did that wrong. Or this is it. Right. Just like you did with your son mowing the yard, like hey, buddy, like, (laughs) I know that I can see 30% of this really wasn't cut right, but you're like, good job, so next up, but hey, did you notice how this time it grew a little faster? Whatever you did, I know that you spoke words of life, because we can either speak life or death and everything, Right. so we have an opportunity to fight this battle of trying to get our kids to do the chores, but then acknowledge the work and validate that feeling, like, hey, guys, you see that feeling that you got, like, you see those piles of clean dishes? I know it sounds silly that you're like, that this is an art, that this was a fight, but doesn't that kind of feel good, right. too? I know they're going to say no, so, so it's, it is.
0: Yeah, so par- part of it is that we as parents haven't grown through that um, stage that we had when we were two or three years old. Hey, yeah. look what I can do. Exactly. And we're still doing all of it. And Correct. what we have to do is find some time, carve it out, and say, just because I can do it doesn't mean I should be doing it. And part of having a family is starting to share and diversify the responsibilities so that others can, can go, oh, I can grill a steak. Correct. Right? Like, I love grilling steaks. But at the end of the day, if my boy goes off to college and doesn't know how to grill a steak for the girl that he likes, I've failed. Right. So i gotta go, I got to figure out a way to say, even though I enjoy grilling steaks, even though I enjoy putting the grill together and, and, and nailing it, I love that. Yeah. My job in this season is to not do that yes. and let my son burn the hell, excuse my French, out of some meat So that he learns how to grill a great steak. Yeah. Right? And so part of the the challenge for us as parents is to say, what are the things you're currently doing that you don't need to do? And invite your kids to start doing them. And then give them the responsibility. Yes. And and I think part of the other challenge is when they don't do it, we have a gut check. We have two paths we can take. We can just bitterly go behind them and just do it for them because it's easier and it's quicker. And like you said... It's not going to make waves. Or we take the hard road and say, hey, there's accountability here. You said you were going to do this. Yeah. It still needs to get done, and I'm not going to do it. But you cannot do X, Y, or Z until that bathroom is clean. Correct. You know, And then they're going to do a, a, a horrible job because they're going to rush through it and clean a bathroom in three minutes. And then you go back in and you're saying, okay, let's inspect. How's the toilet? Is it clean? Yeah, mm, let's look at this. No, it's not. Do it again. And you're you're teaching them again yeah. that valuable lesson of do it right the first time or you're going to spend three more time, uh, extra time, doing it again and again and again until you get it done right exactly. the first time.
1: And, but, but then when you bring them into this clean bathroom and you're like, look what you did. Like, doesn't that feel good? Like, like look what you did. I know that it's begrudging right now, but, but celebrating the win of what they did. You worked hard for this. Even if it was the third time, look what you finally did. It's like realizing that that does feel good right. because because they won't they may not acknowledge it, but what they're what, what in their in their in their cognitive thought they know that they were an active part of, of creating something positive right. in their family that day. So so step one, um, dads, set up a date
0: night with your wife, um, or just get coffee someplace, or just get alone at the dining room table yep. with the kids out there and say okay. What are some of the simple things that we're doing right now that we need our kids to know? Because again, maybe you need to put your eyes on the, horizon, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the horizon and say, okay, when they are graduating from high school and going into college, what are the fundamental skills they need to have to function well so that they can manage the stress of college and being away from family and developing new friendships, they don't also have to figure out how to do laundry, how to cook for themselves, how to do dishes, and then how to clean the bathroom. That stuff's already taken care of. And so putting your eyes on the horizon and saying, okay, when they move out of the house, what are the fundamental skills that they need to have? Put that list together. Maybe it's 10 items. Maybe it's 15. And start marking them off and say, okay, what are the three that we're going to focus on for the next three months that they know how to do? That means we have to stop doing it. First, we invite them to do it with us. This is training 101. We know it. First step is, hey, come watch me do this. Next step is, hey, help me do this. Yep. Third step is, okay, I'm going to watch you do this. I'm going to give criticisms and I'm going to give encouragement. And then finally, I'm going to expect you to continue this pattern moving forward. It's training 101. Yep. If we see it in our businesses. We have to bring it into our families because we want our kids to be high-functioning adults when they leave the house, yes. not living in our basement till 35 because they still don't know what a Tide Pod is, and they think it's about eating on the interwebs instead of throwing in a washing machine and actually washing their filthy, gross, disgusting, skid-marked
1: underwear. Yes. So... <laughs> Come together, you know, be unified in your, you know, in your, in your, in your decision. This is what we need to stay, stay on the same page together, work the process like as in battle to get it done. Let, let it be a battle for a little while as in. Continue to press into it because, because eventually it's going to become a reality in your house that this is just what we do. Right. Um, and then from there, you know, acknowledge the work. Validate what they do. Yeah, yeah. Validate yeah. the good and encourage the bad to say, hey, we, we could do this better. This. The, yeah, yeah, hey, you did awesome there. Doesn't it feel good to do this right? Doesn't right. it feel good to see this done? And we need you to do it again. Again, I've never I've never seen a kid, you know, even as I look back and I realize that the things that I hated, I now teach my kids. Right. So when we teach our kids to do their dishes, we're teaching our grandchildren to do their dishes. Right. So so no. so if, so so if we get frustrated with the fact later on, we fast forward and like, man, our grandkids are just lazy. Well, that's probably our fault overall. I know that I know the parents have their own their own rules and regulate, but but if we have not trained our children to understand the value of work and the impact that it has on our lives, more than getting the chore done, but more of who they become, mm-hmm. we we, we kind of we we end up losing out on that. Right, right, absolutely.
0: So I, everything you said, I, I agree with. Um, Get on the same page, invest in it. Um, And the other thing is we as parents, whether we like to admit it or not, we get a little dopamine hit when we rescue our kids or when we we, um, uh, you know, care for the kids. You know, it's kind of how we're wired. We have to forego that dopamine drop and not rescue them. And when they fail at something or when they miss a deadline on something, not just go behind them and do it right. That doesn't help them. Folding clothes, for instance. Yep. It's it's teaching them how to do it and then having that expectation of them doing it and then struggling through until they accomplish it on a regular basis. I promise you, your family and your life will run much smoother when your entire family is working towards something rather than two people trying to do everything for everyone else. And that's just a miserable way to do it. Or one person and, you know... That's just a horrible way to do
1: it. Well, no, so I think that's it. So we, we want you guys to understand the value of this, that it's worth creating a chore, creating a chore culture for your kids, right? creating the idea of hard work. It's biblical. It, it can be done for God, but it starts with you pressing in to see that it's not just for now, that the battle's worth it, not just for you, but for everyone who comes after right. you. Some other simple practical um tools that you might find helpful
0: for you is this routines help and make a difference so if you can set up chores put them on a chart so everyone sees them everyone knows who's expected and then cycle through those like every monday is this every friday is this every sunday is this it takes away the argument of when is it going to get done it's just that's on that day and it becomes a part of the rhythm and the routine the Mm. second thing that i would encourage is this rotate the chores Yes. Like just because they're cleaning the bathroom this month doesn't mean they're cleaning the bathroom next month. You got to rotate the chores because remember our goal is not to create boys that do boy jobs and girls that do j- girl jobs. Our job is to create fully functioning adults that can do anything that needs to be done in the house, right? Yeah. So that means if you're fixing something, you're changing out the filters on your your heater. You're, you're doing something on the car. Your job is to invite your kid to join you in that, not just do it because you have 10 minutes and it's going to take a 10-minute job. You go, no, I gotta. it's going to take 45 minutes even though it's a 10-minute job because I'm going to teach my kid how to look underneath the car, how to change the oil in the car because he might need to know that or she might need to know that at some time. And here's the greatest thing. Often chores – will help them discover what they actually enjoy doing and mm. what they actually don't enjoy doing. And so part of your job when they get to college, and like, I don't know what I want to do. Well, the reason why is because you haven't exposed them to anything. Yeah. And so expose them to those things and they can start to learn who they are, w- how they're wired, and they can start to discover that before they get to college. And they may realize college isn't for them because they love working outside. They love sweating their guts out. So they're going to start their own lawn company. And guess what? They're going to get their mower, and they're going to do it for a while, and they're going to get two guys, and then they're going to get two teams, and then before you know it, they're a very successful 35-year-old man who doesn't have a college degree and making more money than the guy with the master's degree. Correct. So. Correct.
1: So we are instilling more than just getting the work done. We're instilling a a concept and a ethos, character trait. So yes, very much so. Mm. Guys, thanks for listening today. Teach. Check us out.
0: Your kid, children well. An uh, old song from the 70s. I know it is. I, I know. know. I was not know hear where you it sing more from
1: oh. I haven't heard you sing in a while, so I'm a little I bit kind you know, of sad. I'm trying. But I'm working on the, the vocal chords, you know what but I'm saying? But I would say. My guys, album's coming out. It's about to drop. Is it coming out this week?
0: Good. Yeah. Manamana. It's all of Sesame Street's greatest
1: hits done by Travis. Oh my gosh. Check us out on uh, Instagram. One, two, three
0: four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve <laughs> You know that song, don't you? And Facebook. <laughs> check us
1: out on instagram you asked for i did i did desperado (laughs) and why don't you you can hear some of Travis's greatest Come hits on this podcast, <laughs> so check senses. us out. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, so check us out on in, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, info at knownlegacy.org Travis uh, is in a rare form today, which hey, I love. Twenty twenty is going to be a great year, you guys. It is Enjoy be a great
0: year. it. Be excited. We hey, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Go for it. Um, I know we're a little, we're a little <laughs> long on time. it's okay. Hey, if you live in the the Dallas Fort Worth area, we have an awesome event coming up on in, in April. April. We're 23rd? putting the uh, uh, the plan together, um, and this is going to be a date night, and it's not. A conference for couples. This is a date night for couples. Like our goal on this date night is that you guys would get together, that you would like laugh till your guts hurt, yes. tears coming out of your eyes. Yes. You would learn a nugget or two about marriage, but most importantly, you would leave that event together as a couple, going, huh, this was a good night." Yeah. Just or we should, should fun. do this more often. Yes, we should. And uh, and then reignite that whole dating your spouse. So our goal on that event is to just have a, the time of your life, and then you would go on and continue. Does that, that. bring
1: up a song too, or no? Well, I don't know, Bill. Would you like to sing no, I'm it? I'm not going to sing. Anyways, <laughs> check us out on social media, Instagram, uh, Known Legacy, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries, questions and concerns, comments. Check us out at info at org. Thank you guys for listening. God Hope bless. you guys have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions,
1: email us at info at knownlegacy.org.